0: Welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. My guess is you've heard about the Salem Witch Trials, but if you're like me before I started reading this book, you probably just thought, okay, it was two girls, they accused a bunch of people, and some innocent people obviously hanged. Yeah, it's a lot more complicated than that there were a ton of people that were accused. People started accusing neighbors and friends. Husbands and wives were going up against each other. In some cases, people were pleading guilty to to witchcraft because it was saving them. That's the irony of this. If they pled guilty and said that someone else put a curse on them, then they would get off the hook. So, Some people kept, like, pointing the finger at others just to save their own skins. And the horrible thing was you got stuck in this prison. If you didn't have anyone to bring you food and help you out, you could die in there. It wasn't like they fed you in prison, especially if you were accused of witchcraft. This whole story revolving around... The Witches of Salem shows how people can take an idea that is very much entrenched in a community, this idea of witches and the devil, and how it can be used in many cases against those very people who believe in such things. I wanted to read to you about one of the people that was accused of witchcraft. Giles Corey, the cantankerous 80-year-old farmer who had testified against his wife, Martha, appeared at his final hearing on September 16th and pled not guilty. He refused to put himself on trial by jury, and some people say he had good reason. Corey knew he wasn't a witch, and he had no intention of confessing in order to be set free. If he went to trial, he would surely be found guilty, and all his property would be taken away, leaving his family with nothing. Nothing. So perhaps that's why Corey did a very stubborn thing. He decided to stand mute and would not utter a single word in court, no matter what happened. Under the laws of New England, anyone who refused to talk could not be tried. But the punishment for remaining silent was far worse than being hanged. It was a type of torture. This torture meant that the prisoner would be forced to lie down on his back while more and more weight was piled on top of him until he either agreed to be questioned in court, confessed, or died. On Monday, September 19th, Corey was stripped naked and a big board was set down on top of his chest. Then, as town folk stared, a large number of extremely heavy rocks were piled one by one onto the board. Corey had only one thing to say. He asked to have more weight added so he could die faster. But it would take two long days for him to breathe his last. Caliph, the spectator who had written about Burroughs' hangings, reported a horrible little detail about Corey. His tongue being forced out of his mouth, the sheriff with his cane forced it in again when he was dying. He was the first in New England that was ever pressed to death. As you can see by that descriptive passage from the book, there were a lot of horrible things that were happening during these witch trials. And if you want to know the specifics, you should definitely read this book. Witches, the absolutely true tale of disaster in Salem by Rosalind Chanzer.